0: Welcome to Missing the Point, a show about sports by sports fans, uh, put on and produced by a sports fan, uh, thought about it, conceived and conceptualized by sports fans, bled Bled into, into, sweat into about sports fans. And today we're going to be talking politics. Um, just kidding. Obviously, we're talking about basketball. What else would we be doing here? Um, Bobby and I have, have come back from our morning period of not having the uh, the power ranking show uh, have anything to talk about in the NFL anymore. And we're ready to lock and load for what I consider the greatest period of the basketball season. And that is the post all star break. Into the playoff run, other than obviously when your teams uh, do well in the playoffs, I think I think the regular season. Correct me if I'm wrong in basketball, really starts to mean something to me. Not that not that it doesn't already, but once you get past the All Star break, everybody seems to know where they stand. Uh, you know what what teams are good and what teams are bad. Ray, when you and I did a full NBA uh, kind of retrospective in December, you know when you're when you're looking at the NBA in in early December, late November, you're kind of going. I don't know. This team might be good. This team might be bad. This team might be good. This team might be bad. Now we have our official good teams, our official bad teams, our official fun to watch teams, and, and absolutely fucking turgid to watch teams. Well, to give, to give us credit, though, we were, we were, we were spot on pretty spot on, on, except for about the Cavs. We were wrong about the Cavs. We were, we were 100% yeah, sure they we were going to we fall off. We thought it may fall off, but yeah. But everybody here they are still we were right about it. But, you know, this is going to be a Celtics centric show. But I do want to sort of put into context as we start to talk more and more about the Boston Celtics moving forward on the show. I want to put into context and, and the landscape of where we are in the NBA. The teams that we are or, are, or should or shouldn't be scared of uh, is sort of the first topic I want to address. And I want to lead it off with the idea that we a few couple of weeks ago barely lost to the Milwaukee Bucks when we had what looked like. Uh, a team of it was up up cars up. down the road, <laughs> you know, uh, as opposed to an actual, um, an actual uh, fully fit Celtics team that I saw you, believe it or not. I know you can find any stupid shit on the internet and Ray, I'll start with you. I saw a lot of, you should be scared of the Bucks. Look, mm-hmm. they just beat you in the regular season. Uh, like you're not getting past this team in the playoffs. Once they get this Middleton thing figured out, first of all, what is going on with the Middleton thing? Secondly, uh, we had no players out there and we almost beat them. So I, I I'm less scared of them now than I was going into a playoff series that we won last year. So a, am I crazy to think that? Or are we still are they still our main rivals? What, what's going on here? No, I mean there, there's there's still gonna be a tough out. Like I
1: I don't I don't want to make it seem like it's a foreground conclusion because nothing with the self esteem is a foreground of course, conclusion. Of course. If we've learned anything about them in the last few seasons, so yeah, I mean If anything, Milwaukee should have came out of there being discouraged. Honestly, like the fact that people saying, "Oh, like we didn't have porters," we should have beat our asses. It is like, yeah, like y'all should y'all should have won by 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 twenty at least. Well, maybe not twenty, but at least at least by double digits. You should have you should have won by. But But OT, it took OT. Yeah, you know, shout out to Sam Howson for have that big shot. But that was so beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, it was a thing of beauty. But I, I feel like they're not being honest about the Middleton injury. Like I think that. He's been on a very strict minute restriction apparently, so that, that's what they reported on TNT before, uh, the, before going into the break. But yeah, I think that he's not all the way there. Who it's knows? weird,
0: right? If it was you, you'd be. If it was one of yours, you'd you'd be freaked out, right? I I, I feel like it's a it's a weird thing.
1: Look at Rob. Look at Rob. Like Rob yeah. played that night, didn't play against Detroit, so it was kind of like okay. So his minutes are weird as fuck. I can't explain it. Why would you not play him more? Mm-hmm. Like I, I want everyone against Milwaukee, and if you want to rest against Detroit, sure. i will follow. But I get it. Maybe you didn't want to show your whole hand. You totally. do have another team out there. I think March 30th is their final game. Mm-hmm. I like guess Milwaukee out there at the well. I'm I'm showing my age when I say Bradley Center, but it's called the fight the FISER Forum now, whatever it's called. But yeah, so I just think that yeah, it's still Milwaukee. Once again, we could take we could talk about some other teams that may have a shot, but um, Milwaukee is still very much at the top of my list of teams that I am. Uh, that I have my eye on and have some somewhat concern about.
0: Bobby, are you more or less scared of them than you were this time last year or playoff time last year?
2: Uh, I think it's about equal. I think we know exactly what that series is going to be again. It's going to be another dogfight where Giannis is going to stress us the fuck out for seven games, you know, regardless of Middleton, regardless of all of it. We're better, though. No, we, we, we definitely are better, I think. So I was going to speak on. I, I feel like that's what Joe, I I almost feel like it was kind of mind games ish, where he was trying to prove that where like we are a better team as currently constituted than we were last year when we played them, and and I'll prove it internally in the locker room to you guys that we are better by you know Tatum sitting by all these guys sitting, and we're still gonna be able to take them to overtime. Yeah, no, that game that game was amazing. I I, I watched that game expecting. You know, like Ray said, 10 to 15 points. I mean, the
0: starting lineup was absurd. <laughs> like, Derek White was unbelievable in that game. Unreal. And Well, and- I mean, g- g- great transition to talk about D White, to be honest with you, because I feel quite honestly, and I know I have a p- penchant for hyperbole. I do. But I really feel like Derek White's progression over the last, what would you call it? Two, two months, maybe the, the level that he's reached, the consistency that he's bringing to the floor on a nightly basis. Now, Ray, again, we, you know, all the credit in the world for you saying the kind of player that he was going to be able to be. I, I, I tip my hat to you, sir. and Every single time he drops a lovely floater, I think of you. And, 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 I, and oh, yeah. I think we should all always do that. But you know what? That's not the only thing his game has brought to the table over the last couple of months. Like his shot is dialed in. I, I think to collectively as a shooting team, we're we're absolutely out of this world, which makes me a little bit nervous. You know, you live by the three, you die by the three t- type of thing. But I, I do think our consistency is something to be lauded. Derek White brings something to the table in the guard position that we have really not had over the last few years. And I think to be able to feel the team like Bobby's saying, to be able to feel the team of, you know, Grant Williams, Derek White, Sam Hauser. Uh, a few a Luke Cornett, Blake, like a Blake you know, Griffin, Blake Griffin start, starting, you know, it, yeah. it, to, to have a situation like that and to have a guy like Derek White step up, I think it it speaks to the locker room culture. It speaks to how trusted everybody is top to bottom on that roster and, and the kind of mentality that I think they've been trying to instill in in like in the locker room. I do want to talk about Joe Missoula being like the 19th official head coach now, but with guys like Derek White coming to the fore and, and making these impacts, what do you think is different about this season compared to seasons gone by where we couldn't really seem to get our role players going to that degree? I, I mean, it might be insulting to even call Derek White a role player at this point, but we, we couldn't seem to get our bench going to that degree in the past. We we always had to rely, if it wasn't going to be Tatum and Brown, there's no way we're winning a big game against the Milwaukee Bucks or or you know someone of their ilk. So what do you think has changed culture-wise? Do you think it's just that The best players are better. Do you think Joe Missoula's had an impact on it? Or do you think all of the above? Or we just have better role players, maybe.
2: I just think it's the Exactly what you just said last. We have better role players. And there's nothing more powerful than a guy playing in the slot in the minutes that he's supposed to be playing. You know, there's, there's nothing that's sunk a Celtics team in the past than guys playing above what their role is and playing playing roles that they're not supposed to be playing. We've talked about it so many times the Tremont Waters playoff experience. You know what I mean? Like that's that's such a thing of the past at this point. And I feel like that's what Derek White has thrived off of this year. Is like now with with the Brogdon addition right? And with Smart, Derek White is free to be Derek White. You know, last year he got put in situations where sometimes he's relied on the ball too much. You know, he he's relied Marcus on Spark more. Marcus Barkett
0: injury has been the best thing to happen to Derek White, maybe.
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's been awesome to see him thrive in the role that he's been in, man. And, and it's good to know that, you know, he can run that second team because that's what he's been doing. You know what I mean? And he can even run the first team if you need him to. He's been playing awesome uh, off the ball with with Tatum. The, the, the Derek White, Jason Tatum pick and roll has been deadly in the past few weeks. So it, 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 it's it been awesome to see him. But I, that that to me is what it's been, is the role players fitting in where they belong. You know what I mean? You, you have guys like Sam Hauser who, you know, once he gets those 10 to 15 minutes, is hitting those shots. You have guys like Blake Griffin who who's come in and just been a godsend for Al's knees and Al's legs, you know, playing those three to four, every three to four nights, 19 minutes a game. It, it's just been awesome to see the role players Filling the roles perfectly that they're supposed to be filled.
0: There's got to be something though, Ray, right? Like there's got to be something in the system and something in the water over there that's making it so that Blake Griffin is playing the best basketball of, his, of the last seven years. You know, uh, guys like uh, Moose coming in and and <clears throat> having a bigger impact on a on a in a bigger market on a better team than he had w- where he came from. Guys like Derek White finding their feet and and, and hitting their ceiling, the, the kind of ceiling you you purported him to have, but. Where he wasn't hitting in in other places, like in in Texas, you know what I mean. So, what what is it that that is is it cultural? Is it coaching? Is it system based, or is it the fact that they're looking at two guys uh, that are the best players in their team and saying, "Oh, those guys are giving us the opportunity to win." What is it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a mix of everything, man. Like, I think <clears throat> guys are comfortable. Guys are comfortable mm-hmm. in their roles. Yeah, well and said. And they're, and they're they're bought into their roles. Like, so if you're thinking, okay. If I do my part, we have a chance to win. So whether that's Tatum, Brown, White, Brogdon, Rob, Al, whoever, right? So you go from one down to 15. Like if I do my part in my three to five minutes, if I set this pick, if I set this, if I if I hedge this, if I hedge this screen, if I make this right pass at at, at this at this uh at this angle, right? So all the little all the little nuances that may they may have missed last year or in the years past, like. It's all coming together at, mm-hmm. at one time. And I want I want to share something that I heard from Kenny Smith a while ago that talked about when Roque, because obviously he was a role player, won back-to-back championships in, in Houston. And he mentioned, he said, everybody in the NBA has been a star at some point in their lives. So whether it's high school, whether it's college, you know, maybe playing on a bad team. And that's what we're seeing with uh, Malcolm Brogdon. We're seeing it with Derek Wright. Like, obviously, Malcolm Brogdon was a star at VA. Uh Derek White was a star at Colorado, you know, under on, on Tab Boyle, that Eddie House talks about all the time, there, right? So coming from good coaching, you playing with Pop, right? So he's taking all the things that he learned from other places and bringing it here, and because they, like I said, this team is locked in on winning, not mm-hmm. just making the first round, not just making the second round. Like, they got that taste that Marcus Smart talked about. They got the taste, and now – they want that experience time and time again. Once again, I just don't want to become the Buffalo Bills where we make it to four straight and not get there. So I'm, mm-hmm. I, that, that's, that's my only, <laughs> my only thing. But yeah, I just think that guys have become stars in their role, and because of them being stars in their role, it's resulted in you know this amount of success.
0: You know, I do want to give a little bit of credit, uh, or even a lot of credit to Joe Mazula, though. I, mm-hmm. I think that the circumstances we were put in. I think that we were all a little reticent to say it out loud because we didn't want to sort of speak it into reality. But when the Ime Odoka stuff happened at the worst possible time in the offseason, right before we were about to get get things going, the way that the organization is structured and the way that the kind of the news was sort of drip fed out to us, we didn't really have any idea then how it was affecting the players, what the players reactions were, how they were viewing the situation. How Joe Mazula was viewed or, or respected or not in, in the dress in the locker room, and I, I think what we see now is that maybe the Celtics of two years ago, if that had to happen with Ime, they might have looked at it as an excuse to quit. Maybe the Celtics of three to five years ago, if something like that had happened, they would have been too young, too inexperienced to 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 have continue with the culture of winning that they had just 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 established uh, with Ime. Yeah. I think that this team, Tatum and Brown, you know, they're, they are still young. I don't think that's going to be an excuse anymore going forward. I think that they have the experience now in, in the postseason where it's like, well, whatever your age and years is, you're they're both 50 in basketball years at this point. So, And I don't mean that in a, in a body toll way. I mean that in an experience way, in a good way. And I think what they have sort of been saying over the relaxed, more relaxed all-star break. And we can talk a little bit about how fucking awful of an all-star weekend that was, if you want. But what they kind of came out with is this idea of they got stronger as a unit when that happened. You know, like that happened to them collectively. And, And they're not coming out and saying this sort of exactly because it's a difficult thing to navigate. It's a difficult thing to say out loud. Like, yeah, sorry for whatever happened to those women uh, but we actually all really liked Emo Doka and we're kind of bummed out that he's not here. And it did suck when that happened. I think it's kind of what they're trying to say without saying it, because it, you can get a little into murky waters with like what the subject matter. But and, you know, we all understand that. I mean, it's 2023. You got to be careful what you say. It gets misconstrued. It gets put on the Internet. Ten million people have a reaction to it. And then all of a sudden uh, what you said doesn't matter anymore and what it was taken as matters. Right. So they've done a good job, I think, in media management, but also. They've kind of told us the people that have been paying attention, and Bob, I'll go to you on this, th- their championship DNA, for want of a better term, is <laughs> something is something they're trying to <laughs> it, it's something that what I think what they're saying is Jalen Jason are saying this is obviously our team, plus Marcus and and a couple other core guys, but there's a trust, right? And like what Ray is saying is there's a trust in this locker room, whether you're Sam Hauser or you're Jason Tatum, whether you're Peyton Pritchard or you're Jalen Brown, you, you almost, everyone's almost got the green light a little bit, you know, depending on the situation that they're in. Now for me, if you had told me that was going to be the approach, I would have popped a fucking gasket to be quite honest with you, because there's guys I just don't fucking trust on this team. Right. And I think that's true of every basketball team I've ever watched. You know, you look at the end of the bench, shit happens, but I think that Missoula Tatum Brown, the leadership, Brad, to a certain extent, and how he sort of controlled the narrative. They really righted the ship with everything that happened at the start of the season. And now I think we're looking at a team of, of very close players. Like I think they're all very close with one another. And I think that that kind of moved moved away the controversy and brought us into where we are now. So my question for you, Bob, is... Now that we have a team with where that's established, are you worried about seeing the same idiosyncrasies on the court that we saw in years prior? Blowing leads, uh, complaining to referees when you should just be fucking carrying on, this, that, and the other. Are you worried at this point that that's going to seep back into, the, into their game? Because I haven't really seen it for a while. So, no. I mean, come playoffs, the pressure goes up, and they don't have any excuses anymore at this point. But... How do you see them navigating that going forward? Uh,
2: I don't. I don't think it's going to be an issue at all. I think, uh, like you said, you got to give all the credit to Joe, man. I, I think it's telling. You know, we just mentioned this uh, in, in interview we just did. It's so telling that you know Tatum came out this weekend specifically said that Adoka was his favorite coach he's yeah. ever played for. I don't think he
0: said that as a slight to Joe Mizzoula, though. No, I mean, no, not at all.
2: He just he he actually had a connection. With Adoka and 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 that ran deep when it came to Tatum. You could tell, you know, it it elevated Tatum's game to a different level now. And I just think that now Tatum is at that level. You know, whatever Adoka did, you know, when it comes to the things that we don't know, it, that's that's one thing. But the one thing he absolutely did was turn Tatum into a bona fide superstar. And and, and that's something that's 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 non negotiable at this point because he's who came in and, and showed Tatum. The light showed him. Listen, you can't be complaining to these refs. You, you, you could be the best two way player in the history of basketball if you do things right. And Tatum took that to heart. So I, I really don't ever. I and mean, he's see
0: now he's now top two scoring forward in the NBA. Without he's a doubt, now, you know, top six, top top six, top five, potentially player in the NBA. Yeah, without a doubt, man. He always looked like he could maybe get there, but I th- I do agree with you that I think you, we have to credit Joe a little bit. Like he obviously he's matured. He's been in these situations. You, you can't take away from his personal journey and like the, the man he's become. He's a dad. He's a great player. He's a leader on the team. But I do think Joe, was, he added that last little piece to Tatum's game where it's like, you're you're the big boy now. Like you have to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. you can't be. You can't. You're the main guy. Like you have to be the main guy. And on that note, I wonder. Let me ask you this, Ray, because this is a question you brought up in the past. That interim title, mm. it's gone now. I feel like they timed it perfectly. I really it's do. So I, I feel like it was really smart how they waited, because I probably would have taken it off them two months ago. I think you might have taken it off them three months ago. But I think mm. they've timed it pretty well. Correct me if I'm wrong. And what do you think it means for us going forward?
1: Yeah, I, I just I think that it it matters that it matters that they put that trust in him, and I yeah. think. Just human nature, you start to uh, wonder, like, okay, like, do they believe in me? Do they believe in what we're building here? And obviously, he was an assistant under Brad. So Brad knows his mannerisms. He knows his work ethic. And it, it has spilled over to what's going on with this team currently. And, you know, he's instilled confidence. He's instilled, you know, great out-of-timeout plays. That's. But once again, it makes sense because Brad was phenomenal. I feel
0: like we've been really lucky with coaches able to to draw plays out of timeouts. I feel it's, like I, I always really like Doc's plays that he ran. I know certain people have criticisms of the kind of plays that Doc Rivers ran, but I always really liked him coming out of timeouts. I always loved Brad Stevens coming out of timeouts. I always loved Emi Utoga coming out of timeouts, and I loved Zulu coming out of timeouts. I feel like we've been really good at that, honestly.
1: Well, just to that Doc point, like I just first thing that came to my mind, I remember a game against Miami. Oh um, yeah, you're
0: game. gonna you're gonna say the layup, right? The Rondo layup. The Rondo, yeah, the Rondo L E U. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, let's say, unreal. but the fact that he can still go back
1: to that, oh, yeah, let's <laughs> us know that it was it was a phenomenal play that was drew up, like yeah, what point five seconds. You should have dunked it, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was kind of hard to get over. I know, I know. You got it <laughs> done. said and done. <laughs> Having flown you <know>, <laughs> above the fucking Just point point <laughs> right, exactly. point four exactly. seconds, right? It was point yeah, four seconds,
2: yeah, right? Yeah, point four was like
1: it was it, 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 was, it, was, it was it was a great play. So, but yeah, like I so, said, yeah. But like you said, you're absolutely right, uh, Dave. Like we we have we have been very lucky, blessed, and privileged to have coaches that know, that are not panicking in those moments. I think it's very easy to kind of drop something to the play or look at that, like man, I'm not doing that. Like we're gonna do something else. So, uh, the fact that they trust. But what's being done there, once again, my only slight, my only area of concern or growth for him is just making sure that you know when to call those timeouts. Once he again, does
0: leave it. He leaves it a little bit. Yeah,
1: he leaves that's it. So cool. it's just like, you know, no one guys need rest as opposed to like, OK, figure it out. Guys should not be team should not be going on 15 to two runs.
2: Recognize chaos over yeah, over letting exactly. him play. That's that's, all. You know,
0: that's that's it. I, I would yeah. say I would say to that, though, it's. I, I do agree with you. Like there's times I'm screaming at the TV to call a timeout. And I'm actually never really that mad watching the Celtics these days, to be honest with you, especially the way that they put teams that they should be putting away, away like the Detroit to the world. Like I thought was a great example the other night of going in and beating a team the way you're supposed to beat a team like that. You know? Uh, yeah. There's moments. Yeah. It's a game of runs. We accept all this stuff, but uh, I do agree with you that I get, I get pissed when, <laughs> when he lets teams get back into us because there's obviously some tired legs. There's this and the other However, that's a better system in the playoffs that that I think is is something that when you're when you're playing a playoff game, you you do need to let them scrap a little bit more. I think you got to manage their their minutes and you got to manage them on the court in the regular season for sure. And you still have to do it in the playoffs. I'm not saying you don't do it, but you do got to let them fight their way out of some shit a little bit more when the, when the going gets tough in the playoffs. Don't you think I completely agree on the timing of this whole thing? Too
2: because when it comes to this last six week stretch, I feel like it would have been a mistake to have the future of their coach or the future of the guy leading them riding on the playoff success. I I don't think you need to put more over the head of this team because I, 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 you know, they already have the pressure of being the hunted in the East. You know what I mean? Like they are the hunted of the NBA right now. So putting that on top of this whole run. As well, I feel like it w- would have been kind of a mistake
0: there. Let's talk about the East for a second. Who, who who's, who's who's fucking hunting us exactly in the East? It's like, Milwaukee. That's it. It's, it's Milwaukee, Milwaukee, and that's it. Like, yeah. Brooklyn was the best team I've ever seen get blown up, <laughs> to be totally honest <laughs> with you. Like, just on record, completely. Happy to talk about whatever the fuck happened down there, but... I got to talk about them, too, in a minute. Yeah, great. The Knicks aren't doing shit. The Sixers, and we've been their daddy for a fucking, I don't know, hundred years. <laughs> yeah. The 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 Bucks, maybe, maybe, and that's a big maybe. Miami, it's, Giannis. it's, Miami it's really got, Giannis. Miami got worse somehow. They're fucking out of the out of the picture. I, I can maybe if somebody made an argument to me that Cleveland seems to have had our number in the regular season, but I just will not fucking accept. The idea of the Cleveland Cavaliers coming to beat the Boston Celtics in the fucking postseason,
1: <laughs> I just don't see oh, it. That 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 series will go six because of their size. They sure. could
2: beat us down low. Yeah, they're gonna. Sure. It, uh, they're, we're gonna we're gonna have we're lots of podcasts them out about seven rebounds. games.
1: We're we well, have no, better they, players. You know, they they, 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 they would get to the sides. We're
2: they gonna have them. two. We're gonna have at least two podcasts. We play the Cavs. How angry we are about rebounds! I guarantee you that we're gonna be sitting I'm here. Already rebounds, I'm already mad. Rebounds.
1: Rebounds. Rebounds. Jared Allen. Evan Mobley, like, those are some big boys. So I I, I get it. But that, Brooklyn are
0: so fucking stupid. <laughs> right. I can't believe so that, man. So, it's so um, crazy.
1: But no, before far as the Brooklyn Nets thing go, right? So obviously, you know, getting back McKay Bridges, who just had his career high at 45, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right before the break, getting Cam Johnson and then some other
0: guys that got back drawing Finney Smith. And I mean, they're they're almost in a position to just quietly go about their business now, which they haven't been yeah. in the last few years. Which is where they had success in the past. To be fair, yeah,
1: yeah for no, for sure. But what what I, what I think, and you, you may know where I'm going with this. But I, I remember when, you know, the Knicks traded. I'm not the Knicks. The Nuggets traded Mellow to New York, and they got all those guys back. And people was like, "What's going on? Why would you, you know, these guys don't equate to Mellow? Those guys won 57 yeah. games.
2: Yeah, the Ty La- the Ty Lawson squad, right? Yeah.
1: 57 games the next yeah. season. So yeah. that's very possible. Jock Vaughn. Has been has done really well over there in in that role. So yeah, they they they're going to be a tough out. Once again, they're not going to win any any series. They may take a team six or seven, but that team is not going to fade off into the win just because Kyrie and Katie are gone. Defensively, they got better immediately, and then dare I say, offensively, they may be okay too because they're going to have to shoot the ball. So
0: I guess it's just the, it's the it's the Ben Simmons factor for me. I, I think that any team. Oh, I mean, he's team. irrelevant. <laughs> but he's not, though, like he isn't, you know, I, I mean, I think that he's he's going to be the first thing that anyone talks about when he's on a team that comes to their town. Everyone's going to use him as a as a post to whip the fucking team that he's playing on. They're going to be like, yeah, but look, you get look at how much more you guys are paying Ben Simmons. You know, I saw a tweet the other day that was like uh, uh, it, it was like a scout preview of Ben Simmons, like coming into the league. And it was like has issues with character. Like, doesn't seem to want to listen to coaching. Like, that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, we Mm -hmm. knew. We fucking knew. I mean, it didn't say, has a non-existent jump shot and not in a way that you would normally think non-existent. He literally will not take a jump shot ever. (laughs) Like That's not exactly what it said, but... Never seen anything like him. I just, I whatever about Ben Simmons. Here's the crazy part, right? I think what Ray's point is true. KD and Kyrie, what they did there... And what their demands and the kind of personnel that they switched around and the kind of things they made them do, they should be worse than they are right now. They should be worse off, quite frankly. The fact that they were able to trade Kevin Durant, which is fucking unheard of to trade a player like that, you can't, you can't put a package together like Shaquille O'Neal, right? Last guy I can think of that that actually got traded that of a, a superstar on that level, a trade, not like oh he went away and he resigned with another team, like a full blown trade. That saved their franchise, that they got something back for him. At least they recognized that, right? Because, like, that was going in the... You know, okay, fine. They'd only lost, like, whatever, 25 games or whatever. That was going in the wrong direction. <laughs> like that was very clearly going in the wrong direction, no matter what you did. And now, all of a sudden, Phoenix our favorites coming out of the West. The Nuggets are scary coming out of the West. Phoenix are scary coming out of the West. You know, there's teams out there that I'm legitimately not looking forward to seeing in the finals, if and when we make it. So, the East... Okay, but I watched us beat Milwaukee already. I watched Milwaukee barely be able to beat us with our fucking uh with the with the team at the Hertz rent a car down the street coming to play for us instead of our actual basketball team. The 76ers, like we said, I we I think that they pay us to smack them at this point. Like I think that we absolutely fucking own them. I think it's bad. I think Joel Embiid, I think he's one of the most talented big men I've ever seen play the game, but I think that there's obvious issues with the teams around him and uh, the amount of minutes you can put in his legs and rely on him to produce at that level, and with the kind of game that he has, I'm not scared of anybody in the East, guys. I'm just not. Like, there's going to be okay, annoying. Zard Clark. That's what I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, good reference, good reference. But like, fuck him too. Because like, come on, <laughs> come on. We find an eBay. That's the quote. We say it. Either. You heard it here first. <laughs> I love it. I couldn't believe that shit that he was coming out with too. I'm like, what are you saying? Really? No, man, he wants yeah. us
1: though. I'm, 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 I'm happy about that. He wants us. No, he's
0: saying, no, he's saying Boston are the only threat in the fucking East, which is a factual fucking statement. But like, come on, John, you're not there yet, dude. Like, yeah, get out of here.
2: they, they, they haven't won anything yet. That's what. It's funny about Memphis. But yeah. I
0: think they're good. I think they're fun to watch. They I are, they're, they're, really they're very them. fun
2: to watch. But I think they're Orlando also the most fun to watch. They're most they're the most hated. Orlando's so fun to watch. They're the most hated team in the NBA right now, Memphis. I kinda like
0: it. I like that he's full on turned heel and he's kind of doing it on purpose. Like you can actually kinda tell he's doing it on purpose. But I also like that the shit that he talks is like did you see the Cranbrook private school mashup video thing? Yeah. That was so oh good. Oh my that fucking was so God, good. that was so funny, dude. It's like, first of all, first of all, I understand that. like Way to
2: know your audience, by the way.
0: No, I know. I get it. You know, you want to puff your chest out like you want to be fucking hardcore, like all good. You're trying to play a game. You're trying to win a game, whatever. You're going to go as Shannon Sharp. I swear to God, I was bent on Shannon Sharp with that whole team. If that fight went down, I was like, Shannon Sharp is going to beat the shit out of the entire Memphis Grizzlies right now. Like, that's actually what's about to fucking happen until Steve
2: until Steven Adams walked up.
0: Yeah, all right, maybe, but Shannon yeah. Sharp did not go he, to a he private. School. He
1: might have given him a two piece too. Bigger than <laughs> she, your card Shannon Sharp's
0: about that life, bro. <laughs> Shannon Sharp actually <laughs> came from the place that John Moran is trying to pretend that he came from. Shannon Sharp will fuck somebody up. That is a fact. <laughs> and like, you know how you can tell? You know, you can honestly tell. I know we're on a little bit of a tangent here. We'll get back to the Celtics. Oh, I love it. Can, this is great. <laughs> you know how you can honestly tell? Is because Shannon sharp was like, "Oh, they almost fucked up so bad." Like he wanted it. He wanted, it. Like, he wanted, wanted of, it. You know, let me a yeah. He was like, "Oh, they almost made the biggest mistake of their fucking lives." Right. Like I was like, "Oh, I can tell." It, in that cool. Cool. They don't about want it. These
1: problems. That, that was just, <laughs> they, they don't want these problems. I'm like, that's crazy.
0: Honestly, someone should tell established. Established.
2: He he's one of those. I wish you would. I wish you would. I wish,
0: would. You wish you would. Yeah, that's whew. that's tough. <laughs> Shannon Sharpe's a man who like worked his ass off in order to like get his mom out of the place that they grew up in. That's not a man that you trifle with. That's someone who would like, you know, he did not fuck around when he was a young He also was, has one of the best
2: man. sound bites in NFL history. So someone call, someone call the National Guard because I am killing the Patriots. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also think Skip needs level. to be very careful. Top level. Skip Biles needs to be very careful because he said he talks shit for a living. And one day Shannon Sharpe is going to come snatch his fucking soul out of his body across that desk. I swear to God. It's just gonna be like breaking. Skip Bayless dead, <laughs> age sixty, whatever. <laughs> uh, I'll be here for it. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, that guy just says shit to say shit too. I feel like Shannon Sharp's actually trying to make a fucking point. I hate crime. that he's a
2: Cowboys fan. It fucking drives me nuts.
0: Why? He's just like every other fucking Cowboys. I mean, you're like no. He's the worst. He's the worst, <laughs> bro. He's the worst. I mean, I like you a lot, man. And, like, you are an exception to a very well-established rule. (laughs) I'm sorry. You bring a lot of Boston sports fan energy into your Dallas Cowboys fan watching, but have you met any other Cowboys fans (laughs) out of curiosity? Because that's what it is. No, it's all good. Next year, bro. Next fucking year. (laughs) Just wait, dude. And then they start listing their roster.
1: We're finally the East. We're finally the East.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm not worried about the East. I'm not worried about the East at all. I really genuinely believe that we could beat Milwaukee or will beat Milwaukee in six to seven games. I think it'll be a slog like you said. I think we would fucking destroy Philly. I think the time of that even being a contest is over. I think we're our two best players were toddlers whooping their fucking ass. I'm not worried about that at all. Miami kind of had our number in the past, but they got worse or they didn't get any better, I think is a more accurate description. They just didn't. They're
2: too old and slow.
0: They didn't do what they needed to do to make the pieces that they had work. And they have a good coach still and stuff. And if we saw them in the playoffs, maybe like a one to eight scenario, maybe they want to plan or whatever. And we see them. Yeah, it's going to be annoying. Like it always is playing Miami. They're going to play that zone, like whatever. But when we get to the finals, there's like fucking four teams. I'm scared of. (laughs) So That's the thing that I'm fucking worried about. And I'll tell you something. That Denver Nuggets team, Ray, you tried to talk me off the fucking wall with this last time. You Mm. you don't seem worried. I, they're so scary to me, man. I think they match up against us so well. Like, you're talking about fucking size? Like, they got a ballerina who's like nine feet tall in there. It's fucking terrifying. It's, he's twinkle toes, but he's fucking, he's a monster. I don't get it. I don't understand how his body works. I don't, I don't understand how you can pass like that. It's bananas. I'm very scared. And I also like them as the thing. You know me. You know I like big men. You know I like the fucking yeah. the post game, the down low play. Mm-hmm. Watching Jokic play is magnificent for me. And obviously, I always love the Celtics. But I am genuinely scared to play that team. Should I be or should I not?
1: No, <laughs> I, I just, I just, I feel like, and like you said about them, they're they're they too slow.
2: Yeah. Like, and okay. they they they, yeah, they, tra-
1: they traded they traded someone who the who the X factor is and um, bones bones. On Thailand, they traded him.
0: Okay, I feel better now. I feel better. You
1: know what I'm saying? It's just like is, is he going to give us? Is he going to give us crazy work in the world of Shady McCoy? Absolutely, <laughs> he's going to give us whatever he wants. That that fine. 40, 40 alone is not going to be as. Once again, if you shut down everyone else. Because once again, I don't Jamal Murray's not getting forty on Marcus Smart as good as he is. Michael, Mark, Michael Porter Junior as good as he is. As a as a Walmart version of Jason Tatum, <laughs> so it's just like what what are we? I'm I'm, I'm
0: that's pretty we're, accurate. We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay, so the team oh. you're scared of coming out of the West is who? The Clippers? No, just 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 Phoenix if just they get Phoenix. there. Just just, just 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 the hypothetical that is the Phoenix Suns right now. Yeah,
1: just yeah. Well, I, yeah, but I mean, if they if they click <laughs> once yeah. again, that's that, that team, has been there. So and Katie's coming. He's been there, too.
0: So, OK, well, let me say one thing. And like, here's the here's the thing. If it's not going to be the Celtics, if the Celtics mm-hmm. aren't going to win a championship this year, and you come to me and you tell me right now there's a prophet outside. And he says it's not going to be the Celtics. Pick another team. And I don't have to watch the Celtics losing the finals. I would actually pick the Suns. I'd love to see Chris Paul finally win one. I would love to see a lot of people that decided again mm-hmm. to talk shit about Kevin Durant like he's not Kevin Durant like. I'm not trying to be a front runner with this guy's like we talk about this shit all the time, but it's so like you go on good. Yeah, you go on fucking Facebook, right? Which no one should ever do, obviously. But you go on Facebook and you see boomers talking about how KD actually isn't really a winner because he had to go to da-da-da. And it's like, bro, please, like he's literally the greatest fucking scoring forward that's ever played the game of basketball. Like, please shut up. Like, I cannot listen to this shit. And I honestly just want him to win one in Phoenix so that it's just like another notch in the you're a fucking idiot. Colin when someone tries to talk shit about Kevin Durant. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. And honestly, he's a pretty laid back guy. Like he's associated with people that are fucking fuckwits. And I get it. And it's very annoying. And I know that he's done annoying shit on like burner accounts. And I know he said stupid shit in the past. And I know James Harden in Brooklyn was his fault. But he's not like a monster. Like he's it seems like a regular dude that just wants to play basketball. Like he just he really, I really believe that about him. And I would love to see Chris Paul Wimont I'm still obviously would be very concerned about his durability. And if we played them in the finals, I would be pretty sure that Chris Paul wouldn't be there to to give us those problems, to be honest with you. I think that and I think that would end up deciding the series. So, Bobby, are you scared of the Suns? So what what
2: is the downfall of both the teams that I think the Celtics would be able to take advantage of, which we couldn't last year playing the Warriors, is our depth versus their depth and our bench versus their bench. Because the reason why Nicole getting killed Yocin, by their
0: bench was particularly annoying, though.
2: Yeah, But the reason why Nicole Jokic is the foregone MVP at this point for the third straight year is because of how much of a worse team they are when he is off the court. It true. is it is night and day. But they have the same amount of wins as us pretty much. I agree, but the, the point difference, bro, it's it's like, a I think they're like a plus 30 with him on the court on a nightly basis and a minus 25. Like, it is, it is astronomical. Plus, with the Suns, we don't know what that team is going to look like once they're all together. once the yes. rant's there? We don't know what the depth is going to look like. Cause they just completely emptied their bench in that deal. You know what I mean? Who do they have coming off the bench now at this point? They, they don't have Crowder anymore. They don't have Thomas. Still
0: got da- still got Damian Lee, they didn't really oh. have Crowder before in fairness. Like it's not right. A, that's true. Well, that's in the true. Season, yeah, I in the season, season, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, um, not it's Smith. It's, uh, it's Wayne right, because when when they was there a few weeks ago, this month here in Boston, like Ish Wayne Wright was giving the Celtics problems. So he's not much of a known commodity, but he was someone that was given uh giving, giving us giving us problems off the second unit. So you got those two guys. O'Kogie's
0: good. This is
1: this your, good. Akogi. Yeah, Akogi, Akogi, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's he So he he's a uh, he should if he if he's lost, he dropped he, like 30
0: the other night,
1: he, yeah. He should be an upgrade of what Jake Carter is right now. Like, so there's still pieces there. And I would again, have to
0: see Jay Crowder back on the team. would have been nice. Yeah, sure. It was sure. available. <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that I mean, he was, but I, I guess maybe they'd already talked about him. I guess he wants to go. It seemed like he that. was a
0: bigger trade piece than we even thought that last time we talked, though, because if he was going to be like the yeah. linchpin to a trade, well, not. I mean, I know they traded a lot more. Five second, second rounders,
1: that, that's, that's a lot.
0: I know. They, no, I know yeah. they traded a lot, but I feel like the best player they traded was Jay Crowder, right? Like, am I forgetting somebody?
1: No, man, Mikhail Bridges is better
0: than him. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So, but I mean, fuck, that actually is kind of a haul for, I mean, it's still Kevin Durant, though. Like, yeah, you got to give up fucking haul for Kevin Durant. But am I just do it seem by looks on your faces, it seems like I rate Jay Crowder higher than I should. I feel like no, I mean, it's just I, that I, one I, I, playoff he, performance you've just written him he'll, off. He'll
1: be he'll be he'll he'll be beneficial for them because obviously
0: yeah he's got con The perfect guy. place for him too, right? Like he just like needs to exist yeah. in a place like that. Yeah,
2: he, he's another he's another body that can play defense, uh, especially if Middleton's not up to a hundred percent. He he takes a lot of the Middleton minutes and, and and at least fills that hole a little bit, you know
1: and I'm sorry, Grayson Allen and sh- Grayson Allen should not be a starter.
2: Grayson Allen sucks. He's you know no, he no, he's he's, he's, no, no. he's not
1: trash, but he, he's not a starter. Like we we just talked about, we just talked about the first half of the show about the people knowing their roles and being in their role. Like Grayson Allen would be a as a phenomenal sixth man, in my opinion. Like
0: if he was our man. Sure. I, I think I what him. he br- what he brings to the table intangibles wise, I think he, in a playoff scenario, I think does help you. But I also think that like what like if we're talking about it from a Celtics perspective, like what he was able to do to us in the playoffs last year, I think is completely out the window now. Like I think with the kind of guards that we have and the yeah. guards that are playing at the level that we're having, like if if you try to put him on any kind of a switch with Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon, like Grace Allen's getting murdered, like he's getting absolutely fucking embarrassed out there. Like he can't do I don't in my opinion, this is a hypothetical, but he can't do any of that kind of sneaky Deniation. But, you know, yeah, all that kind of shit that he does successfully, I think gets taken out by the fact that the guards we now put on him are faster. They think faster. They're better shooters. He's going to get exposed. I really I really do think so. So I agree with you 100 percent. He should not be starting for him for them in a, in a in a playoff scenario. Guys like Jake Crowder, I guess I'm confused about because. I, was, I, I love Connison. I, I, I... I like him, too. Like he, him,
1: he, he's in he's in the Terrence Ross category for me. Like I just I just like I like his game. Yeah, you know I, I just I just wish he was here. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess I mean I it feels like you guys wrote Crowder off after that fucking playoff performance. I know it was like an all time. It, it was really I, bad. I know it was all time bad. I really do agree that it was all time bad. And I also think I think he was like what 32
2: percent from the field or something like that. Yeah, and like
0: that. also I mean like you know in a Celtics uniform. Uh, yes, yeah, so good moments for us. Yeah. There's, there's a there's a Jay Crowder story there too In the in the postseason But I it's when you're not relying on him is Was my kind of perspective On bringing him in I, I didn't think we were going to think Jay Crowder was going to be The fourth guy I thought he was going to be Like the, a great seventh guy <laughs> You know like I think he'd be Like an unbelievable seventh guy But I actually think we got Exactly that in Moose To be honest with you Exactly what I wanted I think I might have been Picturing Jay Crowder Circa like 2016 is the problem And I think that what We actually needed Was a guy at a, with a Less baggage, uh, you know, with 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 more upside,
2: he's a better and, shooter
0: and essentially a better shooter, it turns out, which I did not see that coming. And sh- and shots in really important times, too. And I and I just love that. I'll take back what I said about Sam Hauser, by the way. I will take it. back. I, I'll officially take back what I said, because I said, come fucking February, we're not going to be talking about Sam Hauser anymore. And he did dip, but he's back. I, I do think he's good. The shot I, was so, so unreal. He's a big shot, although. He'll he'll do this weird thing where I could actually see him like a situation where it's like, okay, Sam Hauser did pretty good in game one, got absolutely fucking embarrassed in game two, didn't see him for game three and four kind of a situation like. There was a moment when we were playing the Bucks where he like kind of guarded Giannis. I don't know if you, remember, you guys remember this. He kind of yeah, guarded Giannis for yeah, a second. One,
2: one play where he did it. And right.
0: Giannis then looked like he got mad and then just went by him like four times. <laughs> and I was like, okay, get Sam Hauser the fuck out of here, please. It was
2: fun <laughs> because I celebrated the first one. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, then, <laughs> yeah. and then and then the reader I was like, no, don't all, do like that. oh,
2: oh, oh. oh my and God. then
0: I think Giannis was like, okay, hold on one second. And that's still Sam Hauser. But I think, again, it's a good body to have. And I think that the way that they were looking at putting together these bodies does match up well against, you know, teams that we come up against in the East and the way that, that our team is constituted. I agree with you that Grayson Allen's a decent six man, but I'm glad that we don't have a Grayson Allen on the Celtics, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do just think we're we're deeper because of that, Uh, because of the guys that we have. And I think if you're trying to find a place for Grayson Allen, I think that's a little bit different than having a place built in for a Derek White or or a, or a Malcolm Brogdon or, or something along those lines.
2: Can I throw a team out there that I'm actually kind of scared of? Yeah, please. If it gets to the finals, and that's the Clippers. Uh, I, yeah, I, 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 I was I, asking
0: Ray if you're scared of the Clippers. Didn't yeah, seem scared at all.
2: I, I am just because of what caused their downfall last year, and that was the legs of Tatum and Brown. Hmm. And if we get to an NBA finals where we have to play the veteran versions of Tatum and Brown and yeah, Paul no, George no. and Kawhi Leonard, I, I I think that would be a tough matchup for us. We 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 already saw it in the regular season where you know they they came at us with everything they had and Celtics didn't have an answer. So you know I I do think that scares me a little bit. The other one is people are down on them right now. Uh, that's the Grizzlies. Uh, I just think Dylan Brooks and what's the other guy's name? Uh, who's the other wing over there?
0: Wait, sorry, Dylan Brooks.
2: Uh, the Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks and
1: fuck is his name. I mean John Moran's only person that matters.
2: Well, that's yeah. true. But I, I feel like <laughs> that they could match up well against Tatum and Brown, kind of like uh, uh, Kaminga and Peyton did last year when it came to the you know the Warriors. So you know I, I, I just I, I, I get worried about those two. You mean
0: Bain? Were you talking about Bane?
2: Bain, yes, Bain, thank you. So Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain. I feel like they can match up well with them. Th- that's what worries me, is is putting Tatum and Brown Against people where they they have to put full effort both ways on legs that have been playing forty minutes a game through three seven game series just like we did last year.
0: Yeah, I have a worry about that. Too, that's what worries I about think, those two. I think what we do to teams, what the way we're able to set up two way wings against every <coughs> team in the NBA is like why we're able to just run them off the right. fucking boards every single time. And and we I can't do that against them. them. I, I think that we could still do that against them, though, no. I, I, is is the thing. Because I think that, like, at the end of the day, if, if Kawhi and Paul George cancel out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the rest of our team is so much fucking better than that Clippers That's team. True. Like, That's true. Like, so much better than that Clippers team. And I think that our two guys also know... How to involve their team better than those two guys? Because those two guys have played a collective seventeen fucking minutes for the Tim Clippers <laughs> together. So I just like I I can't think that they have better team chemistry than us. My
1: my only question about that, right? So like I said, we know what Kawhi has done, but that, that's that's that goes without question. Since the twenty fourteen conference finals, give me give me the signature Paul George
2: moment.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Getting, I, I'm getting I'm taking, I'm Low-
2: take- da- Damian Lillard hitting a three in his face. Is that <laughs>
0: Well, i, well, I think that's <laughs> number one, right? right? Yeah. It's... Oh, That was a bad shot.
1: No, your ass. Got... It's like you know your ass got cooked.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think he played decent after Kawhi went out. He in, did. He did. Last that's Last right. playoffs, I, yeah. I, I do think that, but I also think he's always been a little bit of a you know garbage time player. To be honest with you, so well, no,
1: if he if he went if he if we, if they got Indiana Paul George against us, then yeah, I'm like I'll I'll be on here crying about how. We just we couldn't fucking get it done. I'm taking
0: Jalen Brown over him every time though. At this point, well, you
1: know, yeah, you know, now, too. Now, yeah, now, now,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, but now, but there, yeah, there of was course a, now, was but now saying, is now. He played, <laughs> he played, he played his best basketball of his career next to Russell Westbrook. Yeah. So I mean, there is, I guess, this caused a pause for 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 that. But I mean, other than that, once again,
2: forgot he just got does, there.
1: Does does Kawhi want to dominate? Because if he wants to dominate. Then yeah, we got. Then yeah, they're going to be Phoenix. They're going to be everybody else too. If we're being honest, I just don't see a path where they care enough to get there.
0: I agree.
1: And that 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 that's the problem. If they're 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 locked in for these final twenty five games. Yeah, you could book it right now that the LA Clippers will go to the finals. Sure, uh-huh. he book sure. it right
0: on now. On paper, on paper, you're talking about Paul George playing the best basketball his career against an MVP level Russell Westbrook, like essentially still at that level. Or, you know, or there, thereabouts, which he is not anymore. Also, you know, Russell Westbrook, as of right now, if you're a team that really thinks that they're going to win this year, you don't sign him, in my opinion. I like, I understand that the, he still has some stuff to his game, and it's like, it was a little unfair some of the shit he was getting for like putting up bricks for a while there, you know, in a, in a weird system. And he's lost a step of his athleticism, but he, you know, he's still a decent basketball player. There's a lot of baggage there. It's really hard to figure out his minutes and and how he he's going to be effective with your other stars on the floor. I don't really understand, even at the, all of their best right now, I don't really understand what it looks like to have Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George all on the floor at the same time. Like, I get it in theory. I really do. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, in crunch time, like, Kawhi's just going to be like, give me the fucking... It's going to be just like him and LeBron on the floor at the same time. It's not going to work. You know, it's like just... He's just going to be like, give me the ball. I really thought that Russell Westbrook was going to, like, Ruin LeBron's uh, <laughs> scoring record game? I really did. He was just—I think he had like he 30 being shots such a in bitch. It was game. so funny. <laughs> I loved it. He was like arguing with the fucking. That was such a weird game to like break the fucking scoring record because they're in such a strange and dysfunctional place as a franchise, you know. And uh, I got to you know I got to say like Russell Westbrook was a big part of that, but like so is LeBron James. We don't have to get into that again. But right. I I do think that Russell Westbrook what might get there might care for a second. Like you're like you're saying and then be like, I don't know, nah, it's not working, especially when he recognizes, especially when he recognizes the fact that the other two guys don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> no, sure. But the, the one thing I'll say about Russell Westbrook, like regardless of how erratic the play is and the don't give a fuck attitude sometimes, he, he never cheats the game. No, no. He's a good teammate.
0: And well, I'm, I'm
1: not worried about him showing up. He's actually healthy for the most part. He, he'll be there. He'll, he'll play hard. That's, pro- that's the problem sometimes, though, unfortunately. <laughs>
0: The quality of those minutes, I mean, right?
1: Know. It's wild to say that he plays too hard, you know, which you know, we used to get on Marcus Smart about that too, uh to an extent. But yeah, I just think, who knows? Maybe this is this is something that, you know, reunites them and they've started going to run. Maybe. So again, there, there are other pieces there that can do. Certain they things. got bones now. I got bones now. Um, I know. I think I forgot. I want to say they got somebody else. So, a, like Norman Powell is a very good piece off the bench coming in. So they had pieces there. So once yeah. again, if they choose, if they choose to say, "Hey, we're gonna go of off, off the next the final twenty four games, we're gonna go like eighteen and 6. Look, look out, look out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no I agree. You I know, to, honestly at their best the I scared just, them. Like yeah, so I said, we'll, we'll see. Well on that note, I think we can uh, I think we can leave it there. I I do think that there's still a couple of hypotheticals left out there uh coming from the west, but I think we've gotten to the bottom of the idea that we all think that the east is pretty much ours. You know, it we're going to have to overcome the Milwaukee Bucks, but I like that. You know, I, I don't want to walk through a whole conference. I, I don't I don't like the. Uh, the I do. <laughs> no, I mean, no. But I mean, think about it. You know, like, remember the 08 league, the the, the 08 season, the last time we won, we, we were challenged every single step of the way. And like that's that medal and that grid is what won us. I think that championship. And I think that someone has to fucking challenge us because I want to know what team I'm looking at going to those finals. Yeah. I don't put them in the finals already, but I I kind of am. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's I mean, a, you're, I you're think- already sitting here. What you're a difference.
2: What a difference a year I makes, just, huh? What a yeah. difference a year makes. Yeah, I, I just
0: I mean, we, you know, we talked about it at the start of the show, guys. It's like their attitude, their, the 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 veteran uh, attitudes of, of the guys that are, yes, yeah, still young, but like, you know, where they've been, the things they're saying, the way that they're putting this team together. They're fun to watch. They're an offensive juggernaut. They can play defense if and when they want to. They match up really well against every team in the NBA, especially at the at the wing position, like who who's coming nearest to the wings. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not scared to be putting them in the finals already, but there are a few unknowns and, and intangibles coming out of the West. So I'm going to be watching it pretty closely. But, you know, if you want to listen to more NBA coverage, Celtics coverage, please do tune into to Missing the Point because we are ramping that up in the post-All-Star era. We are going to be talking Celtics uh, week in, week out, I think, for the next, for the next few weeks. We'll sprinkle some Bruins stuff in there. And uh, you know if if Ray and and Joe and Mike get sad, they might even talk about the Red Sox. So for myself, uh, for for real, BK Bob Kelly for the Hollywood Ray Sean Buchanan. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Missing the Point.
2: Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric
1: Electricast. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. I got
2: this chair. No, this is my dad.
1: My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels
2: again with the a-